hey, if you love Roll For It, watch the cast live every week on Twitch as we continue the story. That's twitch.tv slash rollforitpod. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Roll For It. It's a fast-paced D&D podcast featuring random monsters and epic adventures. You're listening to a super-duper special bonus episode about our characters from Season 1 and some brand new characters as well. This adventure takes place after the events of Season 1, so if you want to hear more about how we reached Level 10, go listen to Season 1 of Roll For It. If not, don't worry about it. The story stands on its own and should be an excellent journey for D&D veterans and newbiecorns alike. We're all so excited to be here, and we couldn't have made it happen without our listeners. So thank you for tuning into this special episode of Roll, Roll for it. it. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Explorers. That's not the show. That's a different <laughs> show. I bet that podcast feels so cheated on right now. Uh, hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Roll for It, 21 Mump Street. I am your DM, Justin Borak, and I'm here with my good, good friends, Kyle, Amy, and Betsy, also known as... Mumps. Havilar. Celine. And this is episode three and the penultimate episode. Penultimate means second to last, right? Confirmed. It's such an awesome word for coming in second place. <laughs> well, let's well, let's jump right into it. Let's recap episode two. So last week we traveled through Lexington and met our new friend Celine, experiencing all of its trippy color and drug-induced glory. We met a local gem golem named Bigsby who got you all the diamonds you require for the spell to bring back your stolen pets. We also met Celine's mentor, drug enthusiast, and the head of the Temple of Saw, Ellen Honoris. After learning the metal-filled cowboy might be hiding in the cracked cavern, you all flew down a rock slide and mumps fought an octopus. Celine fought their way through a pile of dead animals and... Havilar found a new best friend in an injured golden retriever puppy who she is holding onto safely. <laughs> At the end of the descent, the three of you fell into a large opening, and that is where we are now. So the three of you find yourselves in this big clearing. No more big rock slides for y'all. Ahead of you is this big, dark, eerie workshop. It's all lit by torchlight. The walls are covered in these blueprints and papers from like a ripped out textbook pinned all around you. Kind of like a conspiracy theory vibe. On the centerpiece of the room, you see like a big, large black marble desk with some candles around it. You see some animals strung up to the ceiling, hanging by strings attached to gears mm. in their body oh, and their arms. How long does it take to turn Durbin into a gearbox that hangs from ceilings? Like he's not a chandelier, he's my friend. As you say that, you look up and you do see a squirrel that's been fitted to a chandelier. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Even if they have some body modifications, mm. they'll still be our pets. Yes, maybe they'll have superpowers. Very exciting prospects, eh? This is a most uncomfortable situation. <laughs> I want to check out the desk and see if there's anything that tells me what is going on here yeah. with these animals or who is involved. 
Well, I got a seven, so nice. you know, a bit distracted. <laughs> you still find a couple things, some books. Uh, the, the book seems to be in like old astral language that you you have no idea any anything about those books at all. But there's a blueprint for like a big circle contraption, kind of mm. looks like a portal. You also see a poorly drawn mule with some cuts, a blueprint for like testing it with some gears and stuff like that. I want to take that blueprint and I cuddle my puppy closer. What'd you find, Havilar? It just uh, some notes. We're like all friends, so if you could like share your information. You have to tell the best friend squad what you found. <sighs> all right, but I want no tears from either of you. That's a terrible preface to whatever you're about to show us. And I give Celine the blueprints. I, um, okay. Yeah, we should, mm. And I look back at the blueprint, and I look at Mumps. And I look back at the blueprint, and I look back at Mumps, and I hand it back to Havilar. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, that's, that, that's rude. As your friend, I think that looking at that might be more upsetting, but I think that this book could help us. I rolled a 22, and I want to just kind of examine this. You see the book that Havilar looked over. Immediately, you recognize it as Old Astral, something that you can't read super well. But then you see, like, in Quill, like a name in the corner, and it says Nadeep. You also see the blueprint for the portal. It is similar to the old portal to the astral plane that used mm -hmm, to be in mm -hmm. Lexington. Okay. Well, I think I have an answer to who this creepy cowboy wannabe person is. <laughs> Nadeep. Does it say anything about how to find him? Did he leave like a phone number or a return address? <laughs> I think we're literally standing where it would be returned. <laughs> so I think we should go ask Ellen because I'm not fluent in Astro. I'm just, I'm still learning. I'm an apprentice. Yes, Ellen. Okay, Havilar, I see that gleam in your eyes. You're just thinking about drugs. We prefer to call them <laughs> mind-opening substances. Thank you very much. Mind-opening substances. So many more syllables than just drugs. <laughs> Is there an exit? I would like to roll an investigation check for that exit because I'm ready to GTFO out of this hellhole. You do see like a big rock tablet kind of looking like if you push it away, there might be an opening behind. Did someone say strength? <laughs> <laughs> Before we go running into another yes. problem, um, I want to cast Dispel Magic on that rock. Very good. No, nothing really happens with the rock. It seems like just a really heavy rock. Okay, well, then there's no magical traps, so strength proceed. And I uh, saunter up a little bit haughtily and uh, crack my neck and stretch a little bit <laughs> and use my wildly strong muscles to pull, push. Celine swoons a little bit at all of this. Oh, oh my. <laughs> I have a lot of, like, gets shy a little bit and uh, <clears throat> is blushing and, and tries to cover it up as she's pulling the slab aside. Hey, Havilar, you're turning really red. Like, is it because of the drugs? I've never seen this happen to you before. Like, what's up? Mumps, I swear on all that is holy. And with that last rage, I just rip the wall open. I want to say, do I get to do that? <laughs> you do push it open. And as you push it, you see the simple opening right out of this weird lair. Okay, so that was <laughs> exciting. I need some fresh air. I'm feeling a little flushed. <clears throat> I, I also need fresh fresh air. I'm just thirsty, so I'm going to follow along. Uh, Celine, can you go ahead and roll a dexterity saving throw oh, for me? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> right when you cross the barrier between the lair and the outside, 
a super heavy metal gate crushes on your foot from a slot above the gate. You fall back into the lair and it does 12 slashing damage. Everything gets this blue ominous glow as you hear above you. You know, y'all made it far. It's a shame you'll have to be put to rest before you see what I've done to your furry, furry friends. And you guys hear this magical wisp and you see a big old bear and a big old crocodile break off from the ceiling and start to crawl towards you. I'm gonna need everyone to roll initiative. Oh, this is terrifying. The bear breaks off of its ropes. It's this big black bear. And you see gears in every joint and with every movement, the crocodile falls to the ground. It's white, but it's covered in this like purple glowed up mud. And as it gets closer, while you don't see a lot of gears on the outside, it snaps at you and you see every single one of their teeth have been replaced with constantly spinning drill bits. Oh, well you managed to make terrifying creatures even more terrifying, so. Thank you so much. That is my job. I really don't want to hurt these animals, but they clearly don't function as real animals anymore. So I'm going to cast Wall of Fire between us and these creatures. It creates a one foot thick, 20 feet high wall of fire. I would like it to appear on them if possible so it could do some damage. Wow. The bear rolled a nat one and the crocodile rolled a natural 20. 22 fire damage. Next up is Mumps. Lock picking would be sleight of hand. I'm gonna have you make an insight check before you use that as your action. Ugh, it's a five. You're pretty sure that you could pick this lock with a good roll. Makes sense about Mumps. <laughs> you're, you're pretty confident you could do it. I imagine in his head, Mumps is like, about to save the day, about to save the day. <laughs> Absolutely making up a theme song for himself. Yes, please. this voice in my head says I can do it, then boy diggity, can I ever. Um, I'll roll for it. The sleight of hand is a 25. You get over to the gate as you are working at this lock. It doesn't fully open, but you do hear a click. And with the 25, I'll let you know, he created the lock himself. <laughs> Nerd. You kind of see it's like filled with gears. It doesn't look like something you bought at Target. If you don't have the key, it takes three skill checks. It's slowly getting easier as you go. Mm -hmm. I'm probably going to be picking the lock. So Havilar's probably going to have to fight off this crocodile for me. Mm -hmm. So Mumps, he does like mm -hmm. a little shimmy mm -hmm. just to get that magical energy flowing. Biggity boogity, give her that shieldity, yeah. Biggity boogity. <laughs> Mumps, what are you talking about? It is shield of faith. Havilar gains plus two armor class. It's like a little puff of air that just comes over me. So the bear grits its teeth and starts charging through the fire. It goes right at you, Celine. It's gonna maul you with its freaking bare fist. You feel this black necrotic energy coursing through the wounds that it's making in you. I'm gonna need you to make an intelligence saving throw. You resist, you take one necrotic damage. Then is the crocodile, which also has to run through the fucking fire. <laughs> God damn it. This is one of my favorite spells. I just don't like being a DM against someone who you. <laughs> it looks like it's gonna go for Havilar being the big brute, Yeah. but it immediately turns its gaze to you, mumps. Oh yeah, pick on the little guy, bitch. You see around the collar of this alligator is a key and you see its eyes go gold as it peers into you. And I need you to make a wisdom saving throw for me. Oh my God, it's a three. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> you would think Bumps might be able to beat 
an animal, and yet here we are. And then you go out. As it's like peering into Mumps' soul, and you guys see Mumps go down, Havilar, it's gonna swipe at you with its tail. You stand your ground as it hits you. You still take five uh, bludgeoning damage. Mumps! Mumps! This is not good. I see that Mumps has gone somewhere else, and I immediately fly into a rage. Um, <laughs> my puppy. Crap. I'll let you make an animal handling check to see if you can kind of like get across to it to like go be safe somewhere. We have a special bond, so. I'll let you make it with advantage. Yes. For the next 10 seconds, whatever you say, it will somehow understand. Yes, my darling, go into the corner and be safe and don't come out until I get you. And if I don't come get you, then I'm dead. <laughs> it, at, like it won't oh be watching your very visceral death anyways if that happened. It was very happy until that last moment and it goes, <laughs> you'll, be sick, you'll be a strong puppy and you will make it through. You don't need me. It licks you on the cheek and it runs over and kind of burrows into a corner. Uh, you can still see it, but it's out of like range of any monsters. And then I turn around and I pull each of my javelins out and I throw one two at the crocodile and the bear. It goes right through the back of this crocodile and the crocodile's looking rough. Bear's not looking as bad, but you know, you did some damage, you cut into its leg. Also, my ancestral protectors fly out upon my first hit of the javelin. And now the creatures have disadvantage on my allies. Dang, okay, cool. And then <laughs> it goes over to Celine. I have those purple magic gloves that oh. you gave me. Well, I, I won with strategy mm -hmm. last game. I can use mind silver. You drive a disorienting spike of psychic energy into the mind of one creature. You yeah, see. and I'm going to use this on the bear. It takes some freaking damage. I move over to Mumps and see if I can awake what seems to be a sleeping corpse. <laughs> As you go, uh, the bear's going to get an opportunity attack on you. Damn it. It goes to swipe at you and you just barely get out of the way. <laughs> Mumps! You see these golden flakes, and they're slowly covering the whites of his eyes with this golden color. Mumps, you wake up in a place that, like, feels too perfect. It's a little bake shop. You smell cakes and cookies being baked, and behind you, you see your whole family. You, you see your dad. I'm going to do a very bad impression. I'm very sorry, Jake. Oh, Mumps! Oh, come on, bud. Give the oven mitts to Mumps because he's the only one who knows how to take the cakes out perfect. Yeah. Mumps would definitely not buy into this. Mumps is the black sheep of the family. He can't bake. Hey, oh, Mumps, if you don't want to bake today, that's okay. You can go hang out with Durbin outside. He's playing with some of your brothers and sisters. You turn and you see Durbin frolicking totally, completely fine. Come outside, Mumps. Oh, this is bullshit. This beautiful world. Yes, it's fake, but it can be yours. All you have to do is believe. Oh my god, is this crocodile talking to me? The world is a stage, and on the stage, reality does not matter. So come to the stage and play. Hi, um, I know this is like, oh well, this place is so tranquil. Is that cinnamon I smell? It can be any flavor you want. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yeah, this is nice and all, but um, it's, not, it's not me. It's not my vibe, you know. I left home for a reason, you know. I'm on an adventure now, and I mean, like, I have friends. I'm at a different stage of my life, and I think I'm just ready to, like, break those chains, go out and hit them streets. That's okay. You'll see soon enough. Durbin looks directly at you, and you see their eyes go gold, and then you're back in your body. And that is your turn, my dog. The bear freaking is going to maul at you again, Selene. is going to roll. But wait! While raging, if an ally takes damage, I can use a reaction to reduce the damage with my spirit shield. So you take three, but this three damage feels like really dark and necrotic as it seeps into your veins and you can reduce your hit point max by three total. The crocodile breaks its energy with mumps and turns to you, Havilar. It bites into you and you feel those small little drill bits with necrotic energy spin and spin and burrow into your skin as you take 15 magical piercing damage. It seems like it could have the ability to do more damage to you, but it releases. And as you look at it, you see a couple visions of Veilette. Get out of my head, crocodile. (laughs) You get away from this deity taking over your head and the gaze does not lock. I say, not today. And I pull out my great sword and I want to stab right behind the crocodile's neck. This crocodile looks like on death's door. And you see the key hanging from its collar as well. A key! And I want to just stab it in the same exact spot. You, uh, 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 into its neck as it, and dies. And I bend down slowly as its golden eye closes, and I take the key. See you later, alligator. (laughs) (laughs) He does not know the difference between an alligator. (laughs) You rip that key off and you head towards the gate. There is a bear over there, but you head towards the (laughs) gate. I am going to uh, use my longbow on that bear. You shoot this arrow and it pins this bear up. And it is gone. Where's the door? Mumps! I've been standing by it this whole time. You knew me, right? Like, oh. I'm, I'm here? I don't know. Some trippy magic shit happened. I, st- I do see it. I put the key into the door. The door goes up, and you guys are free to go. So I lead them to Ellen. You guys head over to the Temple of Sa in all of its uh, black and purple glory. Hello, the house! 
the house says hello as ellen comes out again in his stupid apron and big like mechanical goggles holding a gelatinous cube being like i would never eat a living creature unless it asked me to of course but if we eat its excrement apparently we will see a new plane of existence <laughs> that sounds like something we should definitely not do now and put off until later once we've accomplished our overall objective <laughs> oh yeah did you guys find your uh, furry little friends i found a furry little friend <gasps> she won't shut up about it <laughs> mums did you mutter something under your breath um, no, I just said that, you know, uh, two of us are going through a really traumatic experience where our best friends have been murdered in front of us. Well, and I go into the corner with my puppy and wait. <laughs> Mom, we can be sad and Havilar can be happy at the same time. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Havilar, Havilar. <clears throat> and I like wave her over with my tiny little hand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Havilar, I just want to say. And I take one hand in Havilar's and one hand on a puppy paw. And I put them together and make them hold each other's hands. Like, this is going to be a real good thing for you guys. Wow. Uh, that was beautiful. Group hug. Oh, Group hug. Uh, okay. Okay, fine. And Ellen gets in on it too and hugs you guys. Ugh, he smells like you. Anyway, I, I assume you came back for help. Yes, Um, we found this book. Do you know anyone named Nadeep? No, Nadeep, I, I don't believe. Again, most of my life is a trippy, drug-induced blur, so I have trouble remembering things. I just thought maybe they might have been part of the Temple of Saw at some point, because there's notes in here that look to be about the portal. But he grabs the book from you and starts looking through. What? It looks like whoever this Nadeep fella is is a follower of Practicus. The Decepticon? No, but good guess. The Ash. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> 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 While Saw is one of the main deities of the astral plane, there are thousands of pocket dimensions all run by smaller deities. And one of the more eccentric ones is Practicus. He runs a small pocket called the Golden Stage. When you say eccentric, what do you mean? Practicus wants everyone to be his follower, and by follower, he's he's referring closer to a follower on TikTok than a follower of a deity. Oh. So he wants to be astral famous. Exactly. And he guarantees his most devout followers they would be supporting cast in the, the play that is Practicus running the material plane. Oh. Do you guys have anything on the actual portal? Yeah, but I think there's some pages in here, and I flip through the book. The Knights out of Lexington used to be known for having a portal to the astral plane, but that portal was destroyed, and people have been trying to figure out how to reopen it ever since. He starts looking at this blueprint, and he goes, this Nadeep character is trying to open the portal again, but exclusively to Practicus. Oh no. It would make Lexington way less cool. We can't have that. And also give a deity power to take over the world. Take over the world? You really should have led with that. Oh my gosh. Do you maybe know where he might be going? 
Collective silence. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think we just got creeped out by all of the dead chandelier animals, and we wanted to get out of there. Let me check something really quick. He goes back into his shack, and you hear, like, the classic cartoonish thing of things being thrown into the air and all around. Uh, he comes back out with a few books and goes, in the glow dome, there, there's a small room with a bunch of older relics on display called the winner's room. You can only go in if you've made a certain amount of winnings in the casino. If there's a spot in Nightside of Lexington that I know of that could take that kind of magic, it would be that one. Oh, that doesn't sound ominous at all. Hmm. So we have to win money in order to get into the winner's room? Or you could try to stealth in. The, the security's pretty tough. You could also just kind of go in and play some of the games. There's a fighting ring. There's Ooh, a bunch of different- Oh, a fighting uh, ring. Oh, Havilar, are you going to go fight some people? I would very much like to see that. It's what Havilar does best. Oh, <laughs> stop. You know, I have a contact over at the Glow Dome. Uh, uh, Muffins McGee. Uh, if you, <laughs> I didn't think of that just now. Muffins McGee, okay? Yeah, you go to him, you say, I sent you, he, he'll help you find a good fight. But before you go, uh, really quick, I have something that might benefit your small dog creature. He goes in and you hear the cartoonish throwing of things again. And I think he's going to give you dog drugs. Dog's too young for drugs. <laughs> he comes out with a little collar and the collar has a little red uh, ruby on it if you're ever going into a fight all you have to do is hit that little ruby and and she will go to her paradise until you would like to call her back oh well i'm often in a fight and worried about where i'm going to put my puppy so thank you you all look a little beat up are you gonna take the night off or do you want to head over now because i might be able to heal you up a little bit that's the second time you've mentioned my appearance and it's making me uncomfortable well, you look like you're in a lot of pain. Truly, Mumps needs a long nap. Go and rest. Good luck. Goodbye, I love you. Thank you for the pocket dimension. Please don't ever kiss me again. You're kind of creepy that way. <laughs> and and that's where we're going to end this session. Boom. Woo! Yeah. How are we all feeling, Mumps? How are you doing? Uh, I guess better than when I was drowning. I am um, refocused. Got a mission. <laughs> Get to the glow dome. Save Durbin. Glow dome. Glow dome. Havilar? Havilar's feeling great. It's a pretty good fight. Got a new puppy. This is a really cool town. <laughs> fights, drugs, and puppies. What more could you want? 21 Mum Street. <laughs> fights, drugs, and puppies. Uh, yeah, thank you everybody for listening to this third and penultimate episode. I like that word. Next week will be the ultimate uh, Finna Ultimate? I don't know what the, what the next version of that is. Final? Yeah, whatever. That's not as fun, though. But yeah, it's fine. If you like what we do here on Roll For It, uh, check out our Patreon and join Durbin's Pack. And check us out on YouTube at uh, Roll For It Pod. Also, if you like D&D, I have another D&D podcast called The Explorer's Pack, so go check that out as well. Um, and we will see you all next week. Goodbye, my friends. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. 
And it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey guys, this is DM Jake. Thanks so much for listening to the pod. We can't tell you how much we appreciate your support. If you want more adventures from these characters, we're continuing the story live each week on our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash rollforitpod. Tune in to watch the cast take on levels 11 through 20 and interact with us as we play. You can catch sessions you might have missed on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash rollforitpod. See you there.